All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Key Club Live Conversation here with my lovely co-host Erica and Tasha. And Hello. I am Antonio Williams for those because I know I don't normally introduce myself. But today we have a special treat. We have the author of When Your Cup is Empty, the lovely Adrienne Thomas. Come on, y'all. Give it up for her. Woo! I'm excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Because let me, before I even bring you on, let me show, tell the people how I, uh, you know, even got this book. So um, it was introduced at work. So all of the coworkers were getting this book and they were telling me how good it was. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me see what's going on with this book. And you know, I was going through that new year, new me type of thing. So, um, read through the book, loved it, reached Thank out to you. her, was like, you really have to get on this show. And Thank you. Thank so you. glad Thank that you. you obliged and mm-hmm. accepted the invitation. Yes. Thank you so much, you guys for having me. And yeah. congratulations too, cause the book is on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, you guys definitely have to go out and purchase. Um, where do we start? Well, I, mean, I got my I've notes because I've been going through it. I've been I'm reading ready, through baby. this book and like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. my God. You know, the first thing um, that came to mind, you know, when people talk about self-care, first thing, you know, when you see people talking about it like on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Oh, I'm going to get my hair done and my nails done. Self-care goes beyond that. You've got beyond. to think about, you know, so many different things, meditation and, um, you know, just goal, planning goals and, and doing so much more than just pampering yourself. Correct. Know, self-care. Yes. So that's what I really, really enjoyed about reading this book because it gave you it gives you so many different ideas and mm-hmm. things that you can do to promote self-care and self-love to yourself. And then even things that you can share out with your spouse, your siblings, you know, your parents, what have you, your friends. So I was really empowered by reading your book. So thank you very much. Thank you and so, so Adrian, much. You can I'm go so ahead glad. and give us um, a little bit about, um, let us know a little bit about you, your background. Yes. So, um, like he said, thank you guys for having me. I'm Adrian Thomas. Um, my background is African-American uh, female, raised on the east side, born and raised on the east side of Detroit. Um, I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a new grandmother. Congratulations. Uh, I'm a stepmom. I'm a sister. I'm a cousin. I'm a friend. Um, I'm a child of God. That's, you know, my main step. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason for putting this book together is that um, I currently work in the mental health field. Mm -hmm. So working in the mental health field, um, I had some challenges with um, providing support for myself. I provide so much support. I give so much of myself and the role that I play as a certified parent support partner in Wayne County for Detroit Wayne uh, Integrated Health Network. And I found that I was giving more to parents and caregivers for mm-hmm. the service that I provide than I was giving to myself. And when I say giving more to them, it was like the late night phone calls, the after you punch out, um, you know, half eating, uh, rushing out the door, um, you know, 
overlooking uh, the family, overlooking myself. I always took care of my personal hygiene, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anybody to think that. But, yes, <laughs> I was I was just overlooking um, a lot of things that I needed to do for myself mm-hmm. uh, that I was doing for others. And just um, learning to love myself was, like, the hardest thing ever because I was in such a long length of a relationship I assume that this person is supposed to pour into me everything that I was in need of, not realizing that I needed to just be doing it for myself, pouring it into myself. So um, it took me some years, some time to uh, actually devote and sit down and uh, get my brain together to know what I needed to do. It took a lot of encouraging myself. It took a lot of um, leaving God and then turning around and coming back to um, ask for forgiveness and ask him to order my steps and to direct me into the path that he needed me to go. I wanted change. I got Um, a question on that. Um, What did you feel that um, God was telling you during that time that you were turning away from him? To hold on. To hold on that a, a change in it and it's still touchy, you know, every time you talk about it, like mm-hmm. he was telling me to hold on that, you know, keep praying and keep fasting and keep moving forward, you know, that he had me, mm-hmm. you know, and being, um, you know, younger, uh, being late 20s, uh, early 30s, I was just feeling like, hey, you know, I need it instantly. Like, you know, Medea said, I need people to get got right now. Like, mm-hmm. if you hurt me, I need somebody to get got right now. But, you know, at the same time, God was always there. He never left me. Um, it's just that I walked away and didn't wait for um, his, understanding his understanding for what he has for me. So in the book, you were talking about an experience that made you question yourself. Was they, was it just a multitude of experience or was that one experience in particular that made you question um, yourself in the book because it wasn't fully explained as to what that questioning was. Um, I guess the questioning came when I um, became separated from my previous uh, husband. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just started challenging myself. Like, you know, my kids were looking at me, the mm-hmm. dogs looking at me. I'm like, you know, what am I going to do to uh, fix myself and to understand that um, – you know, you can't hold a person. Person right. want to go? Sometimes go. you gotta let them go. Yeah, you gotta I let mean, them go. When you've done all that yeah. you can do on your part, in order to refill yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't understand what that, what I was trying to put together, and what I was trying to get out of everything, mm-hmm. you know. But I started realizing that in your darkest moments, um, God goes in, and He sees all that hurt and things that you go through. So when you come out, you come out clean, and people like, hey. You know, how does she look like this? You know, you come out without a spot or a wrinkle. You come out thinking that you, you know, you're a million dollars, you know, but people really don't know that inside you're hurting, you're crushed, uh, you're torn apart, you know, but God at the same time is still saying, hold on. And TP, Um, I hear you in the back. Um, I can feel that energy about the woman at the well. When she just reached out and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, then I know I can be made whole. For sure, for sure. And um, in that scripture, um, no, I'm not a pastor, but in the scripture said that the virtue left him. So sometimes people can pull on you and, um, and they can drain the virtue that's in you. And so 
when your cup is empty, you need to be re-energized and refilled. Yes, and the yes, only yes. way that you can get refilled is through God and through the word of God. Yes. Okay. And there there are some people that, you know, don't have a belief in God. They don't know their direction Believe or their purpose something. and things like that. So wherever their direction is, that you always need to find someone that can support you to make sure that they, you know, are pouring into you and that you're not right. constantly giving of yourself. Because it, it goes, like you said, it goes way beyond uh, getting your hair and your nails done. It's like soul searching. Like mm -hmm. that book, everybody has commented and said that it totally changed them. Like they totally did some soul searching. And for those that are listening, this is a workable journal. So yes. there's a lot of things. It's very interactive. Um mm -hmm. It, it, it's so much in it yes and it kind of it, it, it helps for individuals to write that stuff down right. instead of keeping it in yes. the inside yes. it's a journal so yes. nobody else it's personal this is a personal right. book right. so nobody else has to read it but what i did like about it it makes you become real with yourself yes mm -hmm. yes because it really a, makes you think yes mm -hmm. and it if you're not you ready think. to challenge yourself then just you know take a look at it and then just come back to it right and that's what we're dealing with a world that does not want to challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want to be held accountable for anything. Um, they don't realize that trauma is real. Mm -hmm. And like I said, working in mental health, trauma is real. You know, mm -hmm. so we definitely have to take care of ourselves, um, love ourselves. Um, and for me, uh, continue to trust that God has me. Mm -hmm. Correct. Can you um, tell me more about um, what is this toxic storm? Because I think a lot of people are going through that. Yes, um, the toxic storm is just, um, you know, being in a relationship, um, we we take that vow to have and to hold and mm -hmm. to love one another. And um, you always hear um, someone says, you know, stick in it, mm -hmm. stick and stay, don't leave, you know. And when you get a person that just does a lot that they want to do and you can't control anybody, that's number one, can't mm -hmm. control anybody, um, and you stay in it. And that's where I found myself in a toxic situation where I was losing who I was. Um, and that means uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, I was not even thinking about the kids' uh, well-being when I was mentally um, in the storm. And... That storm is a disaster. Like it's a whirlwind. There was something in the book, I love this, where you talked about you must be responsible for your own happiness. So like true. That. So mm -hmm. true. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for being happy. Yes, we are. You know, mm -hmm. you can't wait on anybody to put that smile on your face. Uh, you can't wait anybody to uh, tell you you're beautiful. These are things that you have to encourage and empower yourself with. And I guess just um, seeing my children get older, I'm starting to step up to the plate to give more of that wisdom, something that I expected and something mm -hmm. that I wanted uh, growing up from uh, my parents. And I, you know, I don't know if that's something that a lot of times they didn't have to deal with any of that self-care, self-love. None of that is like you got to be strong. Don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, but the way of the world, how it is now, we have to equip and empower them. And the type of work that I do, I have to equip and empower um, parents and caregivers with how to uh, handle their child that has mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one thing else that I like about the book that it gives you. Um, information on the situation. Yes. Then it gives you some solutions. Yes. And then you have um, 
the outcome. And so this one under the section of where, um, where it talks about love, I love this. You said that true love means that you have an unwavering, unbreakable, yes. unparalleled fondness and devotion for your partner. Can you like talk a little bit more about that? Because that's where I felt like the flip was that after the first situation, then, you know, you went through what you had to go through and then you were able to get to a place where you can truly understand what true love is. Yes. Just finding yourself um, before uh, taking on another relationship. You know, even though relationships um, have stumbles, Mm -hmm. uh, we have curves that we have to go around. um, We have to think that all of that is a testimony. All of that is a, a reason of why we go through what we go through in order for us to be better on the other side. So just, um, finding someone else that could understand me, could relate to me, um, that can encourage me to know that it'll be okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, you still have your guard up and Mm -hmm. you're protecting yourself, but at the same time you're feeling like, Ooh, where was this at all this time? You know, but at the same time, you know, I still have to put me first. Mm -hmm. You still have to put me first. There's a word in that book, in the book. And I'm going to say the word and whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to go ahead and speak it. Um, Contentment. At peace. Meditation. Prayer. Forgiveness. He forgave me. An overcomer. Keep pushing. I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can take an offering. <laughs> <laughs> the doors are now open. The doors of the church are now open. <laughs> um, speaking about prayer, um, there's a part in the book that talks about meditation. And I know that you were looking at Miles Monroe. Yes. 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 Um, Miles Monroe wrote a book um, about power of prayer and meditation. Um and I'm very familiar with that book because that was one of the books that my pastor told us to read. And, um, He talks about how people talk too much during prayer, that you cannot get the dream or the vision by talking, right? Sometimes you got to shut up and let God speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so um, it's meditation and prayer. Prayer, we give the the supplication, we give the request. We always requesting, requesting, requesting. But we never stop and let God answer those requests. Yes, we move too swiftly. Mm -hmm. You know, I was one of those ones that move too swiftly mm-hmm. i assumed that i was i was helping him and i think he that don't need help even yeah. even like in relationships um um one of the the biggest issue in relationship is communication yeah. um and so true. you educators you guys communicate every day so y'all are good at that but sometimes Not even the, the great communicators need to shut up and let that other person um get a chance or opportunity to speak or state their fact without being um, interrupted and yep. criticized about what comes out of their mouth. Yep. You know, so I, I really like that. Um, again, Miles Monroe, he said that nothing will be revealed while you are talking. Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's powerful. That's real powerful. That's very powerful. Um, in the book you wrote, I believe the only way to protect myself from more pain was to emotionally detach from everyone and everything. Can you talk to us about that? That means just what you just spoke about is just being silent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we cannot um, carry on everybody. Everybody can't get on the bus or the train or the car with us, you know, and that means um, 
separating yourself from family, friends, when you're going through uh, emotional roller coaster before that, everybody's like the life of the party. Everybody's mm-hmm. there for you. Everybody got they got your back. You know, everybody at that party with you. Right. But when you're on that emotional roller coaster, um, you lose a lot of people in that situation. Mm-hmm. And losing them meaning um, they want to know your business, but they don't want to help you solve the problem. They mm-hmm. want they don't want to pray for you. They mm-hmm. want to pray on you. You know, they want to try to pull you into something that they know that you're not capable of standing the test of time. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have to, at times, just stay silent mm-hmm. and separate ourselves. And if it causes us to lose someone, and if they love me that much, they'll stay there, stick and stay, as as I would say. If I have to lose them, I have to lose them. All right. Sometimes people don't understand that when you're silent, you're going through something, they take it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think that they've done something. They may have, but mm-hmm. find out what it is instead of. Assuming. Assuming. Yeah. Don't care. And taking offense to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. My but, thing yeah. about the meditation. So, how do you find time to, you know, to consistently meditate and put that into your, your daily routine? So, what are some of the things that you do with that? Well, now that um, I've taken the steps to self-care, I just pace myself with scheduling. I think this is all a part of God's plan. I I keep fighting it every day, but um, he has given me a way to make my own schedule. Monday through Friday, I make my own schedule. I schedule uh, families uh, to go into their homes or either we're telehealth now. So I can do telehealth with them and I can schedule at any given time. So my commitment right now is always on Wednesday, 12 o'clock Bible study. And that's virtual. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't went back in person. So I think it's all in his plan that we're doing um, virtual. And that is my commitment. Like, you know, we can't stay on long. Hopefully there's no crisis at uh, 11 o'clock that goes spills over into 12 o'clock. But I always make sure that I run to get a refill. Because on Sunday, uh, it's a blessing to get me through um the rest of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, beginning mm-hmm. of Wednesday. But on Wednesday, I need a refill. Mm-hmm. I need a refill no matter mm-hmm. what, what, whatever it is that I'm going through. And a lot of times it's not a lot, but it's like you said, the communication, mm-hmm. um, your relationship, um, the kids understanding and getting them to understand um, why you do and, and who you are now, why you've changed mm-hmm. and trying to get family and, and friends to see that as well. So where we're at now. Are we in a good place or is there going to be a part two of this workable journal? I believe that there's going to be a part two. Mm-hmm. Um, I have already been um, taking the steps to try to plan a part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there has been like a lot of church events that ha- I have been a part of. Um, and just speaking to a lot of older people that are like, hey, I ain't changing nothing. I'm, I'm good. You know, this is my self-care. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm keep eating these ham hocks and this cake knowing you mm-hmm. ain't supposed to eat it. That's self-care, you know. Right. That's that's those, those things are, are not good for you, you know. And then I also have been talking to uh, men on a fatherhood group with John Miles. He is a part of Wayne County uh, Fatherhood Initiative as well. Mm-hmm. I've been meeting with uh, me and I'm the woman in the man cave that empowers <laughs> men okay, to um, encourage them to do self-care as well. Mm. 
It's not just for women. I mean, right. men no, need it too. We need, men so we are, need a whole lot of self-care. Yeah, men take on so much because that's what God ordained as men right. to take the lead. But at the same time, the men need some self-care and some self-love as well. Mm-hmm. I had right. something bad in my mind, but I can't say Do it. you um, <laughs> do sessions uh, outside of your your regular nine to five? Like if someone wanted to... You know, have a session where you come and speak to a group or something. Do you do things like yes, that? Yes, I actually have a, um event coming up that's called Yes, I Can Conference. Uh, it's going to be on the east side of Detroit at Zion Hill Church. Um, and that is going to be the 25th of February, which is, I believe, is the last Saturday in February. And it's going to be from 9 to 2 p.m. So it's so Zion it's, Hill on Van Dyke and Matt? Is that where that is? No. Uh, let me get you the address. Yeah, but uh, this is going to be at Zion Hill, and this is mm-hmm. a um, workshop. Mm-hmm. So it will okay. be myself as one of the keynote speakers. There will be someone else there as well. We will have some uh, workable stuff that's um, not inside. Some of the stuff is inside of the book, but some is uh, like a new beginning mm-hmm. for me. So there will be some um, challenging questions, right. and we'll throw out some Maybe once you come in, throw out some information. Did you know, you know, mm-hmm. some myths and facts because people feel that, hey, you know, like you said, self-care is not just nails and hair. You know, it's saying no. Mm-hmm. It's saying no to your spouse. It's saying no to your Sometimes kids. Sometimes you got to say no. Mm-hmm. You got. It's so, I tell people all the time, it's okay to be a little yeah. selfish. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. give, um, um, what my grandmother used to say, uh, can't give everybody a piece of your mind. And then you won't have none. Yeah. So you and sometimes it's not good. And I I just learned that, you know, mm-hmm. just getting older, I've learned that you can't just cuss everybody out. You can't just give everybody a piece of your mind. No, you can't. You're going to go You're cutting yourself off, mm-hmm. you know, and you expect for them to change and they're going to continue once you're gone or once you're in a mental institution or once you're somewhere um, grieving and crying and, and going crazy, they're still going to be who they're going to be. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I hope I don't get in trouble for this analogy. So I'll let you guys kind of think about it. So I was Uh-oh. reading up something about, about <laughs> my dog. So my dog. So your season. Yeah. Huh? So um, dogs have short term memory and they are. And if you yell at them or tell them to do something, um, they don't really remember that. They have ang- uh, separation anxiety, too, every time you leave the house. No, not necessarily. Yes, they do. Mm-mm. They don't. Yes, they but do. um, people will do things <laughs> and not realize it and um, forget about it later. Because you'll ask them, or, do you remember what you did to me? And I said, no, they honestly don't. Hmm. And it's a lot of that going on now. It is. I'm going to leave it at that. That'll give you something to ponder. I don't want to get in trouble, but there's more to it. But I just like some people um, will believe in stories, um, you know, that they made up and they make it real, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody that was in office. But mm. Mm. but um, go pray on that. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Take that to the altar. I have to bring Pastor, that up. Somewhere. I have to bring that up. That's <laughs> the next podcast. Yes. Yeah, so let me leave you guys with the um, the address for the Yes, I Can conference. So what you were asking me, it is not just a women's conference. It's for men as well. So uh, grab a neighbor, a friend, a family member. Uh, once again, it's February 25th, a Saturday. 
Uh, Continental Breakfast is from 8 to 9, and the conference begins at 9 to 2 p.m. Are they going to have mimosas? No. Um, And, uh, Pastor, (laughs) this is a church. Lord. Event. Like, like, yeah, they got to have a smoking section. And I know and a that. Little look it, I, help him. I know help some him. people like it dark, but you yeah, know, hey, yeah. this event, um, you know. Won't be the first place I got put out it's of. It's a Christian event. Probably won't be the last. Or the last. Or the so last. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be at Zion Hill, <laughs> and that's 12017 <laughs> Dickerson Street. So, yes, if you guys are interested, um, you can send me an email at your blessing resource lady at gmail.com or 313-878-2630. Mm-hmm. You guys got all that information down? We got to make sure that yes, we put the, um, that information on our yes, um, Facebook sir. page. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will send it to you. Yeah. We got a lot of things to post today so that we won't forget. Yes. yes, great book, Adrian. I don't know about you guys. So I much. really I enjoyed even saw this some book. Stuff that I would love to give my students. Okay, and hear some of the coloring pages and some of the uh, word searches. Yes, and I and I felt like the coloring pages played a huge part because when we go to different uh, workshops and things like that to keep your mind at ease. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people that we're working with, they do have underlying mental health challenges, Mm -hmm. and we don't always want to show you know that so we give those as uh doodling i knew that was your um, mental health profession side i'm like yeah she got it this is it right here yeah that's it (laughs) that's it the puzzles and things like that because they give us fidgets they give us you know rubber bands Mm -hmm. things like that to jog Mm -hmm. our minds but i just thought about people that don't want to show that side of them exactly you know you don't need everybody to know your business that's right you right. know you just take it to god well adrian we really appreciate you Thank for you. coming on to the show you guys um if you have any questions or want to contact um adrian thomas you can reach her at at your blessing resource lady at gmail.com we'll make sure that we put that information in the chat so that they can reach out to you if yes. they want copies of the book yes you can they can order it on amazon yep. or they can um, email you directly yep and, uh, and i can um uh, sign them and i can mail them out to their homes as well or place of business also forgot to mention at the back of the book i have a uh, community resource site mm-hmm. on facebook that it talks about some of everything anything that you can think of will be on there whether it's um Things for veterans, seniors, uh, teens, pregnancy, uh, male mentoring, different things mm-hmm. like that. So if you guys are on Facebook, you can go on there and hit the like, shake, uh, share, and um, hey, join in. That'll okay. work for me. Good. Well, Good. this wraps up another episode of Detroit Key Club Life Conversation. Thank you, Tasha and Erica, as always. I Thank love you. you. Love y'all. Till next time, you guys be safe, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.